Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everyone, it's Kurt from the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Today is not your normal podcast episode. It's the best of the first 10 episodes. So if you missed one, you can catch up here. Enjoy. Thanks. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors, and I love Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. You're listening to Working Class Bowhunter. Somehow I got picked to be on the Sweaty Back episode. Not sure how I got that, but... Stay tuned and listen to them every week. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Tune in to the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. It's really, really not that good. This is the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. Enjoy episode three. Talk to us. Like Therefore, it could be like a dating podcast. They could t- we could bring people <gasps> together. Bow hunters together. No, bow hunters we, dating podcast. You know, you know what? Yeah, tweet us we and get us it. on Instagram, and we'll pick certain guy hunters and girl hunters, and we'll be like, we think that whoever, whoever hunter on Instagram is good for huntress sixteen eighty whatever. And Perfect we'll, match. Yeah, and then we'll set you guys up just based on your pictures. Blind date. Guys, I've got a great idea. Let's hear it. I'm gonna tell you after the show's over because it's not family friendly. Ooh. Maybe I should just tell you now. Nah, I'll save it. I'll save it. You're going to save it. You're going to save it. Yeah. Now everyone's like, we need to know. We need to know. Find out next week. Now they're interested. I mean, has anybody, do you you think anybody's ever met via bow hunting? I mean, they they had to. Absolutely. Not maybe bow hunting. Like on public land or something? Yeah, no. Like, uh, hey, can I sit in this stand? And then all of a sudden they're like (laughs) looking at each other and then like the heart plays. And you can sit in that stand. Um, how would you oh, like to man. go get coffee after That's we a don't bit for YouTube that we're gonna do? Yeah, it is. It is now. That's a fantasy. That's a weird fan. That's like a. 
That fantasy would probably never, ever, ever happen. It would never no, happen. not where I hunt. <laughs> oh, hey, I saw you saw tires. Oh, yeah, they're sitting on tires. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to share a tire together? I, I, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> hey, anything sitting here? Can I sit on? Hey, I saw you threw that uh, Milwaukee's best ice out of the uh, out of your tree stand. Um, I too drink Milwaukee's best ice before I drive my Camaro that's missing a T top, so it's a uh, half a square top. Yeah, by the way, the last show we talked about our corny hunting shirts and hats. Steve sends me a picture of a camo hat with the American flag and the deer. Hey, put this on our uh, Instagram. I'm like, mm, I just never responded. Yeah, no, I know you didn't. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to get like, that Instagram password and I'm going to do it myself. That's fine. That's completely fine. Oh, God. What am I going to do with you guys? The tire, dude. Let, let's... Steve's like, yeah, I sat on a tire. I'm like, you need to get a tree stand out there on public ground. Yeah, no, there are tree stands out there. They're like eight foot off the ground. They're eight foot. Like, I can, one. You know, why I wouldn't you doing... sit on a tire? Huh? Why wouldn't you sit on a tire? Yeah, because it was there. Why not? You didn't have to climb up a tree or nothing. No, I didn't. There. No, you sure. know what I was doing with those? Like, as I was leaving, because I knew I wasn't going to see any deer, I was like acting like I was dunking those. So I pick up like a pine cone. <laughs> oh, my God. They'd be like, Spreewell, do it, dunk it. You do need to watch the show, uh, Jimmy Big Time. I feel like those guys hunt how you would hunt. Like, you're uh, out there hunting to be serious, and then you find yourself, like, rolling the tire down a hill into a ravine <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know, well, like, did we talk about that? How about the big buck? We talked Comes to, in the draw. Uh, uh, you shoot the doe? No, yeah, no, I would... That that's when we were off air, guys. You know, when we we're well, when funnier you... than we were. We uh, I was talking about what I would always like to do, and what I'm going to do. Uh, when we get rolling, uh, just as like a funny, funny thing. I mean, like I I thought it was hilarious. Email us if you think we have no emails. Yeah, I don't ever give the email out though. Kurt, give her text out. Give her number out so we can get texts. I'm not giving her oh, phone number. Would you guys want to give our numbers out live? <laughs> See, here's my address. I, I, I will give my phone number out right now, and you can text me how you think about this story. Now, people are going to give me anyway. What I think would be hilarious, you know, they're on film, and you see like this, this just giant stag. Right, I'm classic. Stag, huh? I call it stag. Call it stag, huh? Not yeah. a red stag. Just no, a... I will drink stag beer. He just means big white tail. Yeah, stag. People in New Zealand, if big old white tail. Like, yeah, they're stag. like, oh, oh, I'm on board, mate, with their Kiwi accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you see this giant buck, and I think it'd be hilarious. Like, he just draw back, and you're like, it's focused on there, and all of a sudden, it's all dramatic. Oh, it hits a donor. Donor, donor, my donor. There's a skit on uh, Jimmy Big Time where he's. He draws back. I don't know if they're on like a like a deer farm filming these or what, but it, Jimmy Big Time is like a comedy show. I don't even know if it's still on because I don't pay for cable. But he draws back on this like monster, and you know how every bow hunter has like a tagline, like Chris Brackett's like "Booyah!" You know, he, every, every time he does. Oh, R.I.P. Stuart Scott. So don't um, act like you don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I know is. you don't. So. He shoots at this buck, and he just smokes a tree, like dead centers a tree. <laughs> but he thinks that he hit the Episode 4. Into that, uh, you know, you you sent me an article. I think it was like 4 o'clock. You want to pull that article up? Which one? 
Uh, it's the one about the hunters that after they get done with the hunt. You made it sound all weird that, like, I sent this to you at, like, 4 in the morning. No, it wasn't 4 in the morning. It was, like, 1 in the morning. Okay, there's a study that's going on right now. And I don't know how – I've seen this the other if, day. If you read the... – <laughs> I didn't really even – Why is everything it. capitalized except from and the? Is that proper English? You know, I have no idea. This is from Outdoor Hub. By Daniel Yu? I think that's you. Uh, no X offense you? to you, D- Daniel, but um, XU, and depending on how you want it to be pronounced. Whatever. Thank you, you for the article. Yeah, thank you for um, the article. So it's a very nice article. This is the title of the article, and if you guys haven't seen it, you can go to Outdoor Hub and look it up. Study. Men returning from the hunt experience rush of the love hormone. Yeah! Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't. Oh, this is weird, kind of. But <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing that puts you in the mood. <laughs> More, More like than hanging out with dudes at hunting camp. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, oh, honey, glad to see you. Oh, oh, yeah. What has gotten into you? I sat in a tree stand for seven hours, and I've got that love hormone rushing through me right now. Oh, man. So, all right, here's how the article starts. Give me some science stuff so people don't oh. think we're just blowing hot air. Okay, so I'm just going to give you the beginning jabble of it. How do you feel after a hunt? Exhilarated? Hungry? Just plain tired? Disappointed. According to, yeah, disappointed. <laughs> According to a study by researchers at UC Santa Barbara, male hunters returning from the field may experience a sudden rise in oxytocin, I believe, the so-called love hormone. Wait, isn't that... Uh... Isn't that the drug they give you for pain? That's Oxycontin. A little white. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd get that reference. Oh, good Lord. Hey, he's from uh, Memphis, isn't he? Does Lil White listen to more? <laughs> no one that was listening to this right now has any idea who Lil White uh, is. No, I, there's probably like three people that are like, yeah. Chip City Spalding. I hope you listen to our podcast. He would know for sure. Okay. He's that perfect blend of hip-hop and hunting, which is cool. We'll find out. Um. So yeah, the, where is this going here? So-called uh, oxy, the love hormone, oxytocin, oxymoron, or whatever we were talking yeah, about. So-called the love hormone. This nickname is somewhat misled, misleading, since o- oxytocin not only promotes sexual arousal, but also a wide range of other benefits, such as increasing sociability, reducing stress, reducing pain, healing wounds, and some evidence of it being an antidepressant. Um, so what you're saying is after I get done hunting, I'll feel really good. You know what I think it is more than anything? And not to, <laughs> not to trash this article, but, uh, if you're hunting, you're not working. And that always makes you feel good. Which again, not to get too off topic, we should just rename ourselves to the off topic podcast, but, uh, off topic bow hunting podcast. Yes. But, uh, Logan, he like, we got to stick to the script. Well, I went out and I had a great hunt, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Here it, it is. It was a fantastic hunt. It's a great harvest. I will now read you the minutes of my last hunt. Does everyone approve? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Uh, but uh, uh, Logan and Eric, Logan was going to be on. It, it was going to be both that, had to work late. Oh, uh, it was going to be that little guy's first podcast, and uh, man, I could see it now. The smile on his face, him struggling to talk from eye. his tonsil surgery he just had. Oh yeah, he had uh, tonsil uh, tonsil abrasions, tonsillectomy, tonsillitis, tonsil uh, tations. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, like he, he got something removed from his mouth, so he can't, so he can't talk. But <laughs> his tongue. Um, they had to work late, um, both of them. So in the words of uh, the rattlesnake, the bionic redneck, Stone Cold Steve Austin, swig a beer for the working man. <laughs> all right, all right. So That is, no, no, you don't bring him into Steve Austin. That was a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know why he did it. Figured make a cooler noise. Um, but uh, so, ba- back to the article, which here's here's why I'm in, and I brought this up last week. I mean, or last time when we were talking, I was talking about you know how we as men don't want to let our girlfriends win because the cavemen didn't kill woolly mammoths. It, it, I like that. I like that analogy. Analogy right there. Yeah. Um, there. No. Right there. Right there. But when you're hunting, I mean, you know, for for because me me and Kurt, you know, we're, we're the most ethical people on the planet. It may not sound like it, we really but are. We are. Uh, I missed on a lot of opportunities on bucks last season because I chose the ethical route. And, and yeah, I was and speaking of that unethical at points. I was like, ah, I know that deer's like you know barely walking, you know, because it's so young. No, it's o- it's always <laughs> tempting, but you know you got to have that ethical little demon inside. Say, hey, yeah, you know what would so, what would Saxton Pope do? Yes, from Pope Young Club. Um, what would he? But the founder. But, but you're them. struggling. You know that whole time, which lets you know that you are a fantastic human being when you can pass up a deer. Because you're out there and you're like, I'm, I'm bringing home food to my family, which, you know, back in the day, you know, way back in the day, you would kill a deer, drag it home and butcher it yourself. You know, I don't think the cavemen had, had like a guy who specialized. Yeah. You know, he's just sitting there cracking arrowheads and yeah. sharp rocks. He's like, ah, you know, they, they, know, they a, probably had a designated bow tuner back in the day. Yeah. Like, what's that? Isn't it Tim Wells with the... Uh... He has the old Rage commercials where he's hunting dinosaurs. That just reminded me of that. <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, dude, it's great. He's like, two cavemen are going, and he's, I don't know, like a T-Rex comes up, and he slings an arrow through one. He's like, oh, Rage. Uh, I don't know. It's been forever since They I've probably had to have some, like, rock text. They're like, you know, like they probably <laughs> rock had, like, tech. The, the cavemen probably had those rock salesmen that came. Like, because every time you see, like, a broadhead, they're like, kill a dude. Like, all right, we, we know... If I go get a broadhead that was put out five years ago, it's going to kill a deer. Oh, Fifteen yeah. years ago, it's going to kill man. a deer. Thunderheads have been around forever. I know, guys. One of my one of the guys who's hunt with I've been shooting thunderheads for twenty some years. Yeah, so you get you what know. I'm saying. So they're going to kill deer, but there's always like something new that comes out that oh, they fly better. Yeah, really, because I killed a deer with this product, and, and not to put down any product, because there's been some really everyone's got an opinion, man. Yeah, that's a the, cool thing. So here's what works for you. So you have to understand that back in the day, there was probably like some some guy walking around because they didn't have the wheel yet, so he's just dragging these bag of, this bag of rocks, <laughs> and he's knocking on the cave door, you know, and they roll the border over, uh, boulder over, and he's like, look. You know, see how see how I put this line down the middle? As soon as you hit that mammoth in the head, done in like 36 hours. <laughs> 36 hours. All right. <laughs> Those are <laughs> back to this article, and then we're going to wrap this up for this article here. And I thought this is in- – I got. I want to mention this. this is well, you don't want to talk about the about killing- caveman salesman. <laughs> no, I'm over that. Okay. <laughs> was- oh, yeah. No, no, you want to get back to the- – who was that? Was that Captain – it was Captain Caveman. He'd reach into his – I have no idea. What himself or whatever. He's just like this ball of hair, and he'd pull out like a sink or whatever. 
don't know what you're talking about. You don't know Captain Cape? For Rizzo, I, don't, I have no idea who that is. <sighs> Your childhood was not as good as mine. Hunting naturally increases testosterone. Naturally. Which I can kind of see where that, you know, is that relation comes in play. And not to not to be, you know, too... Well, yeah, it is. But think about when a guy's out at a, at a bar and he's hunting women. And you can see he had the air quote looking for a mate. Uh, he gets a little testy, right? He wants those to... are beer muscles, though. Too those are beer muscles. But yeah, no, I, I, I can definitely see that. You know where the that primal that primal instinct's going to kick in. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so hunting naturally increases testosterone, especially if a hunt is successful. Researchers found that the higher a hunter's testosterone is raised, the higher his oxy is that oxytocin. That's got to be, i got to be saying that right. Level will surge w- when he returns. In many ways, this allows the hunter to sober up from the negative effects of high testosterone levels. Although women are also affected by oxytocin, the study followed mostly male hunters. <laughs> I'm done with this article. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to keep talking about it. Now, <laughs> we, did we talk to the ladies last week. I think we'll uh, this will be, uh, we'll put this up on our uh, yeah. on How our do Facebook you feel page. after the hunt? Yeah, ladies, does the love hormone kick in? And that's if the case. So, we want to get back into the tender of the bill Ladies, game. you need to start hunting. I don't want to kill any animals. Episode 5. We've done this for five whole episodes, and guess what? We are international. We are it's international official. right now. We've got a fan in Canada right now. From Canada. Chris Albury, I hope I'm saying your last name right. It's it's got to be wrong, but I, you know what, man, he's Canadian. I I understand. I uh, I date a Canadian, so look, I feel your pain, man. Yeah, but thank you for good. listening. Oh, we really appreciate the great feedback. The feedback. Yes, thank yeah, you. and apparently listens in his cubicle. And look, it, Chris, we'll do this for you if um if there's like a you know a girl that you got your eye on, you know, and she's in the next cubicle next to you. Turn, turn up the radio real quick. In three, two, one. Yeah, that Chris Albury man. He donated all he he donated a whole paycheck for our charity, and and you know what, little kids are gonna walk again. So thank you, Chris Albury. We really appreciate it. All that you do. <laughs> and there you go. You're welcome. See, look, look. You listen to our podcast. You you, you scratch our back. We've always said we'll scratch that yours. we're the tender of the bow hunting podcast. We are the we tender are. of the bow we hunting are. podcast. Say it, you're an American. Know. Say it. Say it. I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours. Say it. It was like my first time out hunting. and You heard the myth. <sighs> I heard the myth. And you went for it. I went for it. Did it pay off for you? Did that four and a half year old come in at 10 yards like you thought on that scrape line? I didn't do it right before I was hunting. You just it did was, it to try. I and... did it and I had a trail came up on it. Did you get any good pictures, or how'd that work? Steve's sign. And nothing changed. I had good pictures before and after. Kurt, ask me if I've ever peed in a scrape. I'm just going to assume you haven't. Have you ever peed in a scrape? No, that would be correct. But I'm going to. You know why? <laughs> because you hunt on public land. 1776, that's the year that decided that I was going to pee in that. <laughs> in that scrape. I should have knew. Oh, I should have known that was coming. Okay. Oh, you should have known. You know what? You know who our saint is in the working class bow hunters world? Betsy Ross. I thought it was Ted Nugent. 
Saintess, I mean. Oh, gotcha. All right. <laughs> the lady version. <laughs> Here's my theory. If I'm hunting a tracker property and I know there's a mature buck in there and I'm assuming that this scrape line is from this buck or possibly a mature buck or it could be even does, I'm not going to go out of my way to go take a leak in the scrape line because I would rather just leave as little amount of human scent as possible. Even if the article says they can't tell human urine from raccoon urine, I don't care. I okay. just, I'm going in and I'm going to go undercover like a, a ninja. I don't even want to be seen. You know what I mean? Like a ninja. Like, like a, a ninja. ninja. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we want to know what week... everyone thinks on this because... Nope, nope. You'd... We're going to figure it out on our own. Next week... We're bringing a bottle of raccoon urine in and a bottle of human urine in. There's gonna, oh, and we're going to smell it in the studio? Because there's no scrapes to put them on. <laughs> no, who said anything about smell? I'm wondering where you're going with this. I'm trying to cut you off because there's no scrapes going on right now. No, all right, here's the thing. Okay, if you can't tell. <laughs> okay, clearly the people who wrote this have never been drinking all night. <laughs> Brandon Wickman. Wickman. <laughs> all right, Wickman. Brandon. How do you um, say that? Go ahead and drink 35 beers the night before and then go out and, uh, as the scientists would say, urinate. <laughs> and tell me if there's any difference, not only in quantity, but just overall smell. The odor. The odor. The, the aura. It is pungent, if you will. So, yeah, is that is that, so? Am I? Are we too far off? Is that like, not like a? No, I just deer can can't smell that. I just feel if you pee in a deer, if if someone came to your house tonight before you get home while we're doing the podcast, someone walks in your house and they just pee on your couch cushion. I'd know exactly <laughs> who it was. Yeah, you would know. Hey, someone peed on my couch cushion. Uh, yeah, that's like okay. Where a buck beds, go pee in his bed. And yeah. then expect him not to know when you go when he goes back to bed. Yeah, that's, that, just, that's the way I look at it. And if it's on the rug, that rug really tied the room together. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's some people who are going to get that. And they're going to be like, hey, these guys. Episode 6, Taxidermist Mark Rife. Man. But yeah, you, uh, you bring me your deer. I measure your deer according to where I know that they order the forms in these sizes. So I measure your deer. I look in the supply catalogs. Order what pose you want, whether you want semi-sneak, full-sneak, upright, semi-upright, uh, prancing pony. And then <laughs> they come to me, and if you want it changed, if you want it altered, say, no, I want the head turned this way more, I want the head looking up or down, I have to cut and chop forms. Or you may bring me a 25-pound raccoon to mount. And the only form that they have for the pose that you want is base. a 10-pound. <laughs> so I have to basically chop and cut that form base up and blow it up to fit your skin. That's where I get so, scared yeah. with the tax and everything. There's Mark's a like, oh, ton sorry. of anatomy stuff and alterations and studying. The well, there anatomy. was one where we're it's like, okay, you're like, I'm the, the face on this deer on this form is really skinny. I'm going to have to... Either build the detail, the facial details up on each side of the face, or cut the head off, split the face, add foam in the middle to widen the head for the cape. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I came back. That's when I was back to work off my apprenticeship with you. And I came back, and he has this thing fully detailed out and sculpted. And 
I didn't get to see all the work that went into it, but it's just like holy crap! How how like how many? You were yeah, it's yeah. just it's like whoa. Yeah, it's amazing. the The clay sculpting is a whole different ball game. Uh, there's guys at the World Taxidermy uh, and Fish Carving Championships that just sculpt these forms. How these forms are uh, derived is they'll take somebody shoots an animal, they'll take that animal, they'll pose it how they want, they'll pastelina clay over the animal to sculpt all the muscles in or they'll take just the skeleton and do clay like you see uh you know the cars like the 2016 and they do the clay work on it well same thing with animal there's guys that sculpt every single muscle on that animal and then they make a fiberglass two-part mold of that and then bolt it together, and then pour the foam inside there, the expanding foam in there. It blows up. They unbolt the mold, put it back together, another one, another one, another one, another one. So every mold has been actually molded by a sculptor and measured and, and made to that desired pose. How, so, it, how many deers do you see that have tear top, the T-tops, tear tops, T-tops, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they brought auto shows in here. Oh, dude, look at this Look at this deer. Look, I put a little couple of scoops in his nose, right? <laughs> if you open his mouth, there's a little cold air intake in there. Steve Style taking us somewhere else. That's yeah. totally, no, that's, yeah. Off the grid. I mean, Off that's, the grid. That's, it's okay, though. That, I mean, you know, taxidermy is not just... It's complicated. See, man. when I was a kid... It's not like a All right, and I saw somebody form. with taxidermy. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was just like, because my mom used to go to the material store and get those big bags of cotton. I thought they just shoved yeah. that right in the animal. Just stuff yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Just like, you know, kinda, I was like, man, <laughs> no, they, they got that, that perfect, yet. man. That squirrel's, squirrel's not frumpy or anything. But <laughs> Well, let's go back to my question that I was going to ask probably oh, 20 minutes ago now. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm still on the subject of taxidermy. Okay, let, let's right. hear it. Mark, for people who can't afford to ship their deer to you to mount it, and they have to. They're they're. Oh yeah, no. You have to make a certain amount of money to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Working class, so. Okay, so uh, six bucks a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you better ship bullfrogs. <laughs> yeah, we're in Illinois. I don't know how what it is to Sheerard in Sheerard, Illinois. Yeah, what what's what state is city you're in? I live in Geneseo, Illinois. Happy Town, USA. Oh, boy. Heard it's like it? 20 minutes from here. Yeah. If, yeah. It may be a little longer. Yeah. Um, okay, so say our buddy Chris in Canada shoots a buck. I don't know what the regulation is from Canada. Yeah, that's like international business. Yeah, now. there's that custom word again. Okay, um, so say he shoots a big buck up there, big or Canadian. Or a bull moose. Or a bull moose or whatever mm-hmm. he shoots. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's going to go to his local taxidermist. And what tip would you give a guy that's going to go to his, any other taxidermist besides you, what tip would you give him to well, look hold on. for? Why would they? Because he lives in Canada. He lives in Canada. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it might cost him twice as much to send it all. Yeah, but yeah. what's yeah. What, how much is the Canadian back. dollar based you're missing, on the American You're missing dollar. my point. I get, okay. I get, I'm not right, that smart. I'm, I'm just giving you a rough time, Kurt. <laughs> Only Curtis. Just get to my question. My you're like a roadblock. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what do roadblock? What do roadblocks and speed bumps do? Control the situation. <laughs> Not all the time. No, or either. make things worse. Uh, they slow things down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but go on with your question that I'm sure so, I'll ruin. What sort of tips would you give someone else to look for in a good taxidermist? Oh, I would, uh, first of all, um, look at the ears, the eyes. Uh, ask them 
you know, for detail and anatomy. Um, ask them what kind of tanning process they use. Uh, is probably one of the hugest ones. Uh, there's a lot of shortcuts in taxidermy, and every a, a lot of guys take them to make the money. And, Just to get money fast. <clears throat> exactly, and, and a quick turnaround. But, uh, you know, it's cheapskate from the word go, and if you're – in love with bow hunting and the deers, deers. <laughs> like we are. Again, the deers. Like okay, no, he said cheapskate from the word go. Yeah. Well. Wow, I love I mean, that. I'm going to use that. I shouldn't really say that because I'm kind of that way myself. But, um, well, not when it comes I, to giving us money. But the thing but, is, it's like, like we, I said the last podcast, you spend all this money and all your equipment, absolutely. all your time, and all your effort, yep. and all that. Spend yep. a little bit of money, or even yep. really, it's not that much compared to the. I don't know. It's almost just like. And, and, it's a two hundred dollar mount versus a five hundred dollar mount. Yeah, Spend and, and, a few extra hundred dollars and yeah, get something that's yeah. gonna last. Episode seven, Haterade. Do your thing, Great. whatever. Do your thing. This is America. You would think. <laughs> you have a right to do so, it. So the main topic, her name's uh Rebecca Francis. Okay, Rebecca Francis. So here's what happened. Ricky Gervais, uh who if you don't know, was the creator of uh well he did the British office first and then you know, just, just I, I, IMDb him, right? So, I don't know him, but I've seen it online. He's a familiar face. Yeah, he's so. he's a British guy who thinks it's okay to you know express views about American politics. Cool. Oh, he's All right, the first one is he? <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Thanks. I, yeah, I bet him and Pierce, uh, Pierce Morgan hang out a lot. Like, all right, I get it, but this is I would America. fight Piers Morgan right now if I seen him walking through Sherwood. Well, he doesn't have a job, <laughs> so he can't really beat a guy to know his job. Yeah, too busy he could him. if yeah. he wanted to. I mean, yeah. So, so he posts this picture, and I forget exactly what the tweet was here. Um, but what you need to understand about this is he never posted her name or anything. It was just a picture. It was just a picture of her laying next to it. Laying next to it, and uh, yeah, let's see here. I Which got. I think is cool, man. If I kill a giraffe, I'd be taking all sorts yeah. of pictures, man. Here, here's what he <laughs> tweeted. Just saying. Why you wouldn't know? you? I mean, man. He tweeted, what must have happened in your life to make you want to kill oh, – here we go. Kill a beautiful animal, then lie next to it smiling. Okay, so people took – people looked for that. And here's where it kind of gets a little scary. People searched for that photo and finally figured out who it was off a photo. And all of a sudden now this poor woman here – Beautiful woman, and that's the reason why she's getting so much yeah, hate, in my getting, opinion. Yeah, she's getting death threats. If my my ugly face killed a giraffe <laughs> yeah, with right. my beard and my horrible haircut. No one would care. Everyone would be like, well, just another no, you know, hillbilly I, I, killing homeless things. Homeless guy. Yeah. I, I, I think they would. <laughs> so, so, so Maybe I would. It's a giraffe. It's a little different. So here's what, here's what happens. She takes a picture, and I'm sure you've seen it. And just to kind of let you know. Oh no, it's not that one. It's the, I know. I seen the one where she's oh, laying. Yeah. I got the one where they actually like uh, it's her and the guide, or the tracker, or whatever the term is. Um, they have the giraffe propped up, and she's holding her bow, and it, you know it's a giraffe. It's ginormous. It's a huge, huge. animal. And I think before, before we get too you know too far into this story, um, basically just real quick, she was presented with a unique circumstance with this animal. It was an older bull that I guess bull is the term for giraffe. giraffe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't so know that'd much. be the worst basketball team ever. I, know I need to stay on topic, but 
Oh, the St. Louis Giraffe Bowls. Uh, basically, I'll just, I'll just kind of, <laughs> whatever. Am I not right? Sorry. It, I'm, sorry. I'm looking right past you. Sorry, there, there goes me. Um, this is basically her statement of Rebecca Francis, which I want you on the show for sure. That would be really cool to have her on here talking about that. But uh, when I was in Africa five years ago, I was of the mindset that I would never shoot a giraffe. But you don't really ever think about shooting a giraffe anyway. That's You know what I mean? Um, anyway, she continues Yeah, because typically you see it at a zoo, you know, it's not... They see the lions at a zoo, too, and I'd shoot a lion. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, thanks for classifying me with everybody else, because, you know, every time I go to a zoo, I'm like, man, I really want to shoot that zebra right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if it tastes like gum? This is what she's saying. Gum? Yep, I remember that. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. It's still around, I think, ain't it? <laughs> All right, so anyway, I'm going He's back to this. It's like we have flavor for two seconds. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. Sorry. Steve, I, th- I think we all got off topic. Steven just literally, <laughs> I'm sorry. literally I'm sorry. laughing really hard. What's that, what, was the, what was the giraffe's name uh, uh, for Toys R Us? Is it Ricky the Giraffe or something like that? Dude, I don't know. Jeremy Giraffe? Anyway, continue. Um, so she's saying she would never have really ever thought about shooting a giraffe. She was approached uh, toward – this is what she's saying. I was approached toward the end of my hunt with a unique circumstance. They showed me this beautiful old bull giraffe. That was wandering all alone. He had been kicked out of the herd by a younger and stronger bull. He was past his breeding years and very close to death. They asked me if I would preserve this giraffe by providing all the locals w- with food and other means of survival. He was going to die soon. It could either be wasted or utilized by the local people. So here's what I, you know, when people go to Africa <laughs> and they shoot a giraffe, shoot a zebra, Whatever. If they don't take the meat, the locals are utilizing from that. Yeah. So this is there's we can get into this really deep, and I'm gonna just start with this as one thing, and this just drives me nuts. You have people over here going. You better take those earphones off. I see the steam starting to come yeah. out, dude. I'm getting hot. <laughs> I get worked up over this because I'm so passionate about hunting, and it, the ignorance of hunting just hurts me. Like I'm like getting crazy over here. So they don't get okay. Where do you think meat comes from, right? Would, I uh, first the off store? Yeah, it was <laughs> grown there for people to buy uh, it. Yeah, so just like the veggies and the- they're in Africa. I don't know if you've ever seen those that YouTube video. Maybe we should put this on our YouTube so people can realize if they're stalking us to plot our deaths or whatever these anti hunters do. You ever seen the video of the guys, the African tribes running around with spears, throwing like all these spears at these animals, and it's just the most gruesome thing you've ever seen? You've seen those? Yes. Uh, but they do it to survive. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, but it's, it's, out, the- it's outrageous. They're doing it because they're hungry. So right. you're telling me a girl shooting this, probably one arrow, it probably zipped clean through this thing, and it was dead within seconds, I'm sure. Or hitting this thing by hand throwing it with spears... And you got to hit it with fifty of them, and it's running around with just spears to take in it, it down until until it dies. So, right. you okay, know what but, I mean? They got to eat. But but Kurt, how unfair of you to only look at it from the human perspective? Look at this poor giraffe. Maybe maybe what about his gi- family? Maybe when the giraffe was a baby giraffe, the daddy giraffe says, "Son, one day you're going to get chased by a by a, by a group." And they're going to throw spears at you, and it's going to be glorious. This is your <laughs> destiny to have sharpened rocks, not German steel, <sighs> sharpened rocks, and you're going to get hit with it. And that's how you're supposed to go, son. 
That's how you're supposed to go. And I'm then so this, frustrated and thinking and about this. I'm, I'm lost. And in then my there's thought. this giraffe who gets shot with a broadhead that's, you know, engineers made. And he's like, oh, what was that? I'm slowly going to sleep. I have no pain at all. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? That giraffe <laughs> is supposed to be How dare you for thinking ethically? So that people, they're supposed to waste more energy hunting that giraffe than they are gaining the nutrients from. Hey, how, how dare you? Well, look at it this way. <laughs> okay, she's. I'm, she said. She said that they utilized every part of this animal. So I'm sure the animal hit the ground. Boom! The tribe or whatever you want the term is, every bit of meat, everything was used because that's what they need. The meat, or she could have just not shot it, and this thing would get. It would die of old age, get killed by another bull, get killed by a lion, and then... It doesn't feel right to me. I think I'll break the law. You should understand... Well, I guess, you know. So oh, here's man. here's where she goes. However, these are countries where stoning women to death is also legal, dot, dot, dot. Hey, does anyone want to take a gander at what other countries still allow stoning to death of women... And oppress women. All right, so what's worse? Uh, let me ask you this. What is worse? I'm just like, listen, what I'm is kind worse? of enjoying this. Just oh, it's Shooting awesome. a giraffe or a lion and then threatening those people. So so here's how dumb this is. They pick on <laughs> women because they're like, oh, we, we can pick on her or guys. doesn't matter. They Girls pick get on more them. hate, though, in the hunting They world. do. So so they're like, awful. all right, you, oh, you killed a, you killed a lion? I'm going to kill your family. How's that sound? Corey Knowlton, the guy with the rhino, he literally, like, legitimately was getting death threats for his children, like, saying they're going to skin his children and all this crazy stuff. That is awesome. Hey, how many death threats do you think ISIS is getting right now? How many death threats do you think the country of Saudi Arabia is getting? By the way, there's countries that still have Sharia law, and not to make this political, but if this lady wants to bring up this point of there's countries that still have stoning women to death, how about stop wasting your time on some lady who shot a giraffe and start focusing on mm, maybe a group of people who, mm, I, I, I don't know, Stone maybe women to death. took a school, a whole school with 140 children, took them out back and blew their brains out. Or are we just not caring about that on the news? So I just, what it I is, just don't get it, man. I don't get why. They, they pick on certain things because they think that it's all about control. You, you do this and I don't agree with it. I want to control it. No, it, I want exactly, you're the yeah. oppressor. Majorities are oppressor. And if you think I'm crazy, you think I'm just talking out of the side of my neck. Go look up. Go look up atrocities to humankind. What? And look up how many people are trying to stop that. And then go look at how many likes PETA has on Facebook. Here's what if I'm you thinking. Really with the, think I'm with these anti-hunter people on social media, and I'm just assuming that. They live in a town where there's no hunters. They don't ever see it anywhere because they live in their little fancy box of whatever. And it's just closed-minded all the time. So when they see this, it's like, oh, these barbarians. Ah, oh, gee. Oh. And I've got some I've – I've been hated on in high school. There's a group of vegan PETA goers that every day in high school, man, hated would just you. yell at me. Um, social media, just tell me actually the picture of the doe that I shot last year. And remember I was like, Hey, take a picture of me with yeah. this knife that my buddy bought me. And I was, she wasn't, it wasn't a bloody picture. It was just me next to a doe holding a knife. 
Like it was actually a clean picture. And he put it on his Facebook because he had got me the knife. And this girl, you pig, you, you know, this, that, um, you know, choice words. Yeah. You it, should, you know, you should be killed. You're the a-hole. Da, da, da. But here, like, here's, okay. here's what I'm hearing. Um, never once have I ever heard, except maybe, you know, before the show, uh, anti-hunters or hunters sending out death threats to, <laughs> to PETA. You never hear about this. Like, you never hear yeah. about people who try to threaten violence about people's families because they didn't shoot a deer. You know what's like, funny, too, like though? The, who are the free, first people to... Like, we don't go out and criticize PETA for anything. Yeah, no. Hey, you're you're PETA. Enough. This is America. Yeah, you, you have fun doing what you want to do. I, I'm i going to do what I want to do. And I, I, I res- let's leave it at that. Here's here's why I respect with, PETA. I respect PETA because they're out there doing their thing. I don't agree with it. Yeah. But I don't send death threats to them. I don't get where that... Man, that just takes a lot of effort for me to go out of my way to... Tell someone I'm going to kill him for something I don't agree <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, it does. And, 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 and like most, like here's what I think is the funniest thing. Well, here one thing is, if these people would get to know people who hunt, man, all the greatest people I know are hunters. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. You just they're good, good people, man, all around. Episode eight, Amy Swale. Today and how that experience was. Well, I sat in my sweatpants on my couch and took my hunter safety course (laughs) online and the future is here yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean it's pretty nice because since i live in iowa and i'm over 18 i don't have to do the the field day which is nice just because oh that's the reasoning then because i always thought that you had to do the field day but is it if you're 17 or under you do I wonder what it is. Like, you know, go shoot guns, like gun safety. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It was more fun than anything. Yeah. You know, I had to jump over a fence and unload the gun. But Yeah. yeah. Did you really have to do that? We had to do that, yeah. Oh. And hand it over, you know, to the person. Oh. Yeah, learn how to get in and out of boats and things like that. Learn how to trespass, hop the neighbor's fence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what they were teaching you. Oh, but on the computer, it was like, I mean, a lot of it was, you know, a fake, you know, cartoon of, a revolver or something you had to practice loading it or oh really like it was virtual yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it was it was kind of interesting in some of the videos they have i mean they're a little cheesy but i mean it's good information even the stuff that you know with the firearms and things and i don't shoot firearms so i didn't really necessarily need to know but it's good to know and i think important to know so some stuff was informational yeah Yeah, it's like they really it was I felt like 80% of it was, you know, firearm safety and then a little bit about, you know. just It's like hunting. And... It's a really common sense at the end of the day. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, don't shoot if there's houses <laughs> in the background. <laughs> or but, towards a road. Man, when I took my hunter safety course at Davenport West High School, like, when I was really nine years old, maybe. <laughs> and I remember... You know, we, we did I didn't have a field day or anything like that, but you actually took like an exam and the booklet. Sam took hers at Rock Island Yeah, the conservation club. Yeah. Yeah. I took mine there a few years ago. But dude the it, people in like that were asking the DNR questions and stuff like that, it scared you. Like it these was people scared. are gonna be in the woods. Too. One guy asked and I'll never forget this, and this was forever ago, and this is what I remember. 
can you shoot a deer with a paintball gun for practice? And the DNR officer goes, um, I want to see you after class. Oh, God. <laughs> and I think they failed him. Just the guy would ask outrageous questions like that. And I'm like, uh, you're a hunting accident waiting to happen. dude." Right? <laughs> there was a, there was a guy. I remember when I, when I took that, took my class and, you know, he was, uh, we got to the portion where we were shooting, shooting, you know, shotguns. Mm-hmm. And of course they haven't set up for kids and whatever, you know, they're all like 20 gauges and things like that. And they go to hand this guy a gun. And he goes, oh no, I can't. I'm a convicted felon. So why, why so how's he, that he, work? He cannot, he cannot handle firearms. So apparently all he was going to do was, uh, archery. Hunting. Yeah. And Whoa. I was like. Can they still pass you? Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Pass, you can still I mean, take your hunter safety course. Yeah, I mean, it's it, but I just, I'm not a felon. I don't really know that inner business. <laughs> you cannot yeah, own not a firearms. You can. Yeah, own it was kind of funny. I mean, you know, you're, you're taking this hunter safety course. I mean, you're supposed to be new to the sport, and everybody comes in full camo, and yeah. like you look out there, and people are getting other trucks, and they've got like browning stickers and yeah stuff like they've that. got all these like deer slayer <laughs> looks like they're about ready to go to the woods <laughs> yeah or it looks like they've been benelli in there for a while. stickers they all have benelli's <laughs> coming in smelling like doughy urine yeah. it was like hey mm-hmm. is this your you're gonna hunt for the first time yeah my spring sorry on my stands being all sketchy on me oh that's cool tell that spring i was in the middle of the story yeah i'm trying right now i'm trying right. to correct it i just want to move around and it's making all sorts of just noise. leave it one place spray some wd-40 on it I don't think that'll help. Yeah, it's a spring. So, (laughs) okay, yeah, we got a little upset. Where's Steve going? All right, right. we don't know where he's going. Back to back to Amy. Uh, So you you have now passed. I did. You did a hundred percent. What'd you get on your test? Three percent. What what'd you miss? That way, the kids Uh, at home can. Do you remember? It was a firearms one. I don't remember. Understandable because it was. I don't remember what it I was. I remember what it was. It was about a, r- a rifle, ammunition, what you should use. And they started, like, asking questions about, you know, rounded tip. Oh, yeah, it was about what tip. type of ammo to use. I'm like, eh. It's like yeah, rounded I tip, soft tip. I was like, what? why are they asking that? I, I don't. Yeah, that seems a little weird. You know, it, it, it's kind of weird. And Sam actually, I have the book from when Sam took it over there somewhere. I should have pulled it out and we could have looked at it. I mean, it's dated a few years, so it might be a lot different now. And it's Illinois versus Iowa's hunter safety course. Well, so. when, did, now when they, they did that, did they everything was updated. They didn't show you all the old videos of the guy in 1970 getting locked oh, out. No. Oh, yeah, See, that's no. how mine was. Yeah, because they did that, and, you know, the guy was like, He's locked out. Did you take yours truck. in person? And then your yeah, I did. Yeah, there. I took my because it was like a Thursday night. You took like uh, like a couple like a two hours of watching videos, and then Saturday was the field day. But I remember asking. I was like, you know, they were going through, and they were like, you know, so this is what happened. And I like raised my hand. The guy goes, "Yeah." I go, "Couldn't the guy just use his cell phone?" I mean, <laughs> and he started laughing because it's. Yeah, this one was all, I mean, it's all current and things. But oh, okay. One of the videos, it was talking about, um, like, stand safety. Mm-hmm. And so in the video, this guy is, he's walking and he's talking about, it's all, everything is just what not to do, yeah, not right. what to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Preventative But it was stuff. talking about um, how you shouldn't use a homemade stand. So he walks by this tree and there's this really rickety, like, plywood <laughs> like, stand. And the, the, the steps, like, are swinging. But then he walks <laughs> like next a rope to it. Ladder. And there's this little cross made of wood. And he just looks at it. And then he looks back no. at the camera. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my like, Don't ever use a homemade stand. They, 
you don't know if they're safe. And I'm like, this is really... Oh, oh. you know what the worst part <laughs> is? Scary, Apparently yeah. he fell out of a tree and they're like, oh, we'll just bury, bury him, him here. Right here. <laughs> Episode 9. We're in the last segment of our podcast, and we're going to do a try a new segment. If you hate it, let us know. If you love it, let, let us, us know. know. <laughs> <laughs> just, if, you're, if you're iffy with it, let us know. If you've never listened to this, let us know. We're, we're trying new things here. We're experimenting. We're, what are we? This is our 10th episode? Nine. 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 We're nine. Nine. You but it, but you it is our podcast, so we can do whatever we, we want. We can do whatever we want. So if we lose our listeners, we might want to change up our uh, – <laughs> That our, don't matter. Mojo. So, no, we've got we've got people in Vegas and Canada listening. We're verified. We need a blue check mark. We're doing things. A blue? So here's the new segment we're going to talk about. You're at hunting camp with your buddies. You're going to talk about the hunt, about your day. Going to unwind from your everyday life with your boys, and you're going to crack open a nice cold beverage. So we're going to do a new segment right now called Kurt. I'm sorry, Steve. Let Steve take it away with a movie reference that no one will understand. Sorry, no, it's not that. I didn't like the way you introed that. Okay, you take over. Okay, here's here's how I want to. All right, chatter amongst yourselves. This is freestyle right now. Chatter amongst yourselves, and I will corral the crowd. And whoever has a better intro, vote. We'll set up a poll okay. on our website. So I think you should go last, and Eric should try and introduce this segment now, and then we'll get a Logan, and then you can go last, and then we'll have a vote. All right, all right. Eric? I don't even know what, we're, what subject we're going to All right, so he doesn't Logan's know Logan. watching Whitetail Freaks. I haven't turned around. Okay, here we go. Around. So Steve, He's making a point not to turn Steve, around. I know you're going to one-up me. You're a Mr. Stand-Up Comedian Funny Man over there with your... The Funny Man. With, what are we doing? With your pocket tee. The funny... Shut up. He's committed to safety, though, so we're good. Hey. hey I think hey, my hey. boss might listen to this. <laughs> well, I'm... All right, lay it on us. All right, so here's here's how you should have introed it. But we can keep yours if we want. I was want. trying to give a background story. That, that wasn't going to be the intro we used for every time. I was just... I, I'm just. This is the. Will the someone first get on with this? Feed okay, it. here Go, it is, Steve. Uh, guys, listen. Here at the uh, working class bow hunters, we know how to have a good time, and we hope you guys can experience a good time with us. Uh, so we're going to introduce a new segment. That's exactly where I was going. That we really hope you enjoy. Uh, it's the beer of the week, where we bring in a beer and we test it, and we let you know what you think. Uh, what we think. What you think, or we think. Well, we can tell you that what you think is wrong because we're going to because we're right. <laughs> but we want to let yeah. you know what we what we think of the beer, and if you have any suggestions, send them to us. We'll test them out. We'll let you know what we think. This week is the inaugural week, and what we have My is the Backroad Stout from Millstream Brewery. My from, new favorite brewery, I think. Is it Mills? Millstream is Millstream is great. Yeah. Uh made right in Amana, Iowa. Um this is, is it their, Amana or Amana? Amana. Amana. Um I'm not from there Amana. so it's Amana. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. sure if I'm there it's different. Um it's a cool little area. I guess I'm not too familiar with Millstream. I've had some of their other beers. I don't know if this is their flagship beer. No, I uh they have one called an Iowa Oh, ale, ale, which that's probably yeah. one of my favorite. Me and Sam went to the uh, brewery a couple Stop weeks ago. by Iowa City, right? Yep, right, by Man- right off Interstate 80. The Man- so Colonies. we've got a yeah. couple. We'll go ahead and crack. Crack a cold one. Crack the top, he means. All right, you guys all got one? Everyone got one? Yeah, we yep, got one. We got one. All right, you want to go ahead and we open that, Kurt? I will. So it's the Backroad Stout. It is an oatmeal stout. Delicious. 
So if you're going, if you're in hunting camp and this is available, we get them at Hy-Vee or even our gas stations have them. But yeah, there's a gas station that wherever you're at. There might be a Piggly Wiggly nearby, or if you're in <laughs> okay. La- if you're in Las Vegas, <laughs> who knows if they even carry it. Yeah, all right, you got it. Open. Okay, so we'll go ahead and sample. We're gonna this have and... to send this guy beers because yeah. he's gonna want to try one. They can probably get them. I don't know. Maybe they can't. We're all. gonna sample this and we'll tell you what you think. I'll take a sip here of the back road stout. Thank you. I like it. Um, there's a local brewery in the Quad Cities called Bent River Brewery, and they have a beer called uh, Uncommon, Uncommon Stout. Yeah. Yeah. And this is – well, they have an oatmeal stout too. And Uncommon, in my opinion, is one of the one of the best stout beers ever. It is very and good. this Backroad Stout is this, right up in there. Okay, so this Backroad Stout um, – Logan doesn't like it. <laughs> Logan, are you not a fan of it? No. Here you no? Go. No. I I drank give that it. To, give it, Eric. Eric, what do you think? Logan's not a craft beer connoisseur. Just give me a Bud Light. We're good. Okay, so that's where Eric get him a Paps. I I had one earlier. You didn't care for it. It was okay. You've had a couple Paps. Yeah, but so how often do you now? drink craft beer though? I don't drink it very often because I'm not. It's it's. I'm a, not a big connoisseur of the craft beer. But that's the thing. Like my dad, old timer. What's up, dad? He doesn't. He, I don't know. It's hard to get him into the. Wait, craft hey, beer. he's an old time. Wake up! I know he just fell asleep right <laughs> <Yeah>, now. <wait. laughs> he's bored already. That yeah. silences me taking a drink. <laughs> you know what? I'm, um, the bottle is cool. I love it. Uh, it's a it's a heavy heavy beer. I mean, it's you know, stout. you don't want to take this through a beer bong. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. I look at it, man. If I. If we actually had a conversation about yeah, that. Yeah, we did. The way I look at it is, if it's a cold November afternoon and I get off and I have oh, and I you're have not the, hunting. You should be hunting after I'm done hunting. That's what I'm saying. When I get back to the camp, get out of the stand. Mm-mm. This you, is you're cracking blue ribbons. That's all. No, no. This is like you're you're with your boys. Pop a couple of these comfort beer, man. Mm-hmm. It's thick. It makes you feel good. It makes this you is something feel that good. you get off work Friday. Late because you know you work for the man, working for the man, right? That's or the woman. Yeah. Hey, we're not discriminatory here. It's just a term. You're hate on us. We you're working you. for the higher ups. Tisk tisk. And you get off, and it's it's too dark to hunt. So you come home, and you know you want to hit on Netflix or or you're with your boys at camp. That's why I always like to picture things. No, <laughs> no. So you you get Mm-mm. off, and it's it's it, it is that cold November and. You know, you're too poor to afford the heating or air conditioning, so you just open the windows. You need to get that cold breeze and leaves <laughs> and inside that your fresh house, air. you know. Mm. And you crack one of these back road stouts, and, you know, you watch a poor quality in Netflix. You know, you're watching Cheers and even worse quality, and you're cracking these. You get about three of these in, and I picture our whole— Life's pretty good. Okay, I'll mm. go with that. I picture all our listeners look like watching Monster Bucks or something, though. You should have seen me last night when Kurt called, because I'm spraying my lawn for dandelions, <laughs> <laughs> trying to drink a blue ribbon, and talk on the phone all at the same time. He was like, what? Oh, yeah, we got a new sponsor? Oh. Yeah. Oh, what cool. Are you, what are you doing? Cool. I'm, I'm spraying my lawn. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to do stuff and drink. Get off the phone. <laughs> so we give this beer two out of four thumbs up, because... Eric and Logan suck at drinking beer. Episode 10, Taxidermist Mark Rife. So, Mark, when you compete in there, hopefully, once I'm laid off, I'll be back in the taxidermy game. I'm sad that I'll... Hopefully when I'm laid off is what he just said. (laughs) Well, I know I'm getting laid off. I have a seasonal layoff, and when I'm laid off, I hang out with Mark 
because I I know I'm going back in like two months. So if Mark goes down to the show, we got to be there to support him. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, hey. have, we'll have you t-shirts and stuff yep. by then. I swear I want to do the Illinois show and Iowa show for sure next year. So. Oh yeah, we meant to go, and I was out shooting my bow in the yard. I'm like, wait a second, I think today is the day that me and Mark supposed to go to that show. And yep. then I text you. I was like, isn't that show this weekend? You're like, yeah, crap, I forgot about yep, it. <laughs> yep, I forgot too. Yep. I mean, it's, it sounds like it'd be like really, really cool, even if you're not into hunting or anything, just to kind of see how it's these guys art, recreated it. Yeah, it's yeah. art. It's nature. It well, here's the thing. We go to the deer classic. One of the best things about the classic is looking at the deer heads. Mm-hmm. It's From cool the, to see the boosts and stuff, but it's kind of annoying after right. a while. But. I mean, it's like every year the Iowa one I always go to, it's always usually the same stuff. You know, there's a few new vendors and stuff, but – the, deer head the best thing really is going to see people people's yeah, yeah sheds and the but big years of the previous everything, hunting season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's the thing with going to a taxidermy show. Like you go to like the Iowa Classic. Have you been to one recently, Mark? Uh, it's been a few years ago. I went to the Illinois show down in Springfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Peoria, one of the two. Yeah, Bloomington, Springfield. Now it's yeah, in, there you go. It wasn't pure. Now it's in Springfield. Spring. It's a Rock Island. But they do. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, there's no, but, uh, <laughs> no. It'd be worse. It's already rough in Springfield. But uh, you go th- you look through the deer heads like oh that's a good mount good mount ooh whoa look at that mount that one's whoa yeah. like I want to go to a show where it's like whoa this yeah. is all good taxidermy yeah you'll be amazed yeah I've been to a couple of them and they're just it's the most unbelievable thing is there ever, ever any like rough taxidermy there I would not say rough because guys are intimidated I mean you uh, got to do it for a while to get the guts to even really. To put, yeah, put, into put it. something Some, in. To enter something in it. I feel yeah. like it could crush yeah. your dream if you went too early. You could. You got to have thick skin, and you got to go with the mindset that I'm going to be around the best guys in the world, and I'm just going to learn. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Body yeah. terms, guts, thick skin. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, let me ask you this. Is this, like, frowned upon from, like, you know, you, like, classic taxidermy guy, like the zombie <laughs> Deer head mounts. Have you You're seen a any of these? I, noobs, yeah, dude. actually, <laughs> if you look at my Facebook cover picture or whatever oh, it's called, buck. profile picture, it's yeah, a big snarly buck. On no, there. I'm not on Facebook. I yeah. You got. I'll show it to you later. It's hilarious. I, I some of that stuff's like kind of really cool to me because I'm just like, all right, it's different. You know, if you walk to somebody's house and you saw like the vampire deer, right? You know that that's kind of cool to me. Yeah. Um But again, I mean, I'm I'm out there and I still want my otter folk band. <laughs> Probably not gonna get it. One day no. that otter folk band is going to show up on your porch. Yeah, and you're yeah. these days party. I'm going to surprise you. Oh, my God, what is this getting away from me? I didn't imagine it like this. <laughs> a big price tag attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah, here, here's yeah actually, thing. I had a couple of guys who I've been talking to lately that are, in fact, one of the guys, probably the best, one of the best taxidermists on the planet. He said same thing to me. I sent him I a thought that was message. You. Well, he's just a step or two ahead of me. But, um, <laughs> he's yeah. the best of the planet. There's a picture. Check it out. That's actually oh, that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty that's, gnarly. That's huh? done well. Right? It is done well. Is, yeah. Did you do that? I've seen some bad ones. No, but I'm going to do one for yeah, sure. Are his eyes red? For my shop. It looks like they got a little red in there. Ooh, yeah. Can you get like a little blood and drool on? Yeah. <laughs> are those wolf teeth? Those aren't wolf. They, yeah, they got to be some kind of. Wolf? I actually that think. That back one looks too long. Yeah. I actually think what happened is somebody took individual teeth out and put it into that jaw set because oh. they look too close together to me. Yeah. But it's. I was talking to uh, Dennis Harris, like I said, who's best in the world guy, and he's like, man, I love your profile picture. I'm going to mount a deer from my shop like that. How'd you do that? And I said, well, I'd like to take credit, but it's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> on that on the internet. I would have pulled his chain a little bit. Be like, oh, I did this and this. Yeah, and this. I, yeah. yeah you know, I, I search online. I hit save image. And yeah. 
For well, a couple of thousand dollars, I'll mount one up and send it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I was talking about another guy. Did you guys ever see the show uh, Mounted in Alaska? Yeah, I've, I've heard lot, of it. Like last year or something uh-huh. like that. Russell Knight, one of the best taxidermists in the country again. I was talking to one of his one of employees. And uh, he said the same thing to me. He's like, man, how'd you do that? I want to do that. And he, then we got to talk, and I told him it wasn't mine, but I'm going to do one. And he said, oh, I got a hyena jaw set oh, that I got to no. make a mold of, and I'll send you one when I get done with it. And I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. So, yeah, it's yeah, really neat. Awesome. Something like that would be cool. Can I get- guarantee you if that deer looked like that. I would not go into the woods. I got, I got a bell. <laughs> I got, I got, I got yeah. a better mountain. They'd be hunting mount. us. What the, what the, I'll put, we'll post a picture on our uh, Facebook. Yeah, this. If I, <laughs> basically a snarly, mean-looking deer with a, his teeth showing. Looks like a wolf snarling with his ears laid back. I got a great idea for one. Oh, what's you, that? Get, you get the deer mounted, you put sunglasses on, and then have him smiling. He's got like a grill or gold teeth, like a rapper. <laughs> yeah, how awesome would they put a chain on it? How cool would that be? They it would, would sell be. good in Rock Island if they moved <laughs> yeah, the show well, there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we could have the show there. I could make a lot of money. Put it you down could. on 11th Street. Hey, you could just like put it in like an old sell it, at, no, some, sell it at a gas station. Make his front legs come down and have spinners on them. Yeah. <laughs> like spinning hooves. That would probably sell. You take it to... A, Pawn King or whatever. Oh, no. Pawn it, man. Someone will buy it. Someone will pick yeah. that oh, thing yeah. up. Yep. Oh, Oddities. Man. Oh, but, hey, a pawn shop in Rock Island. How weird. There's not one of those on every street. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Well, Mark, all right, I got to pick your brain on something because I've been right. um, on those taxidermy pages. People post, oh, what was it? It was a, like a, a mounted, mm. but it looked like it was a hanging dead animal. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't remember what it was. Probably birds. Basically mounted to look dead. They usually do it with birds, ducks and stuff like that. I think this was a, it was a mammal for sure. What, oh, they have it like dead yeah. on like a railing with like the wing Oh, was on? it like, uh, I saw one the other day that was a, a dead possum hanging upside down and then something else next to oh, it. Oh, that might have been couple it. A couple of mammals. But I know there's a fine line with stuff like that. <laughs> and then I seen one, I don't know if we talked about this on last podcast or whatever, or maybe I was just talking to you at your shop. It was... One that had an arrow in it, and it was, like, mounted to look like it was dead on the ground. It was a buck. Oh, really? And a guy posted it up, and some people were like, oh, yeah, creative idea. That's cool. Yeah. And all this. I didn't mean to use your name. For your... Right. That's, <laughs> so... why, that's why I picked it. Um, yeah, no. It's, it just falls it's a good word. Place. Falls into place. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Some people were like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, unique. Or And then some people were like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. If you If you, you can take hanging dead mounts to the world show. And mm-hmm. enter them like that. I've seen guys, they'll do, like back in the old days when our grandpas were hunting and they'd go shoot pheasants and yeah. stuff like that. They'd bring them home and they'd hang them from a string or something on the side of the barn and then go eat dinner and then go out and skin them or whatever. And so you see a lot of waterfowl. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you see a lot of waterfowl. And it's mostly birds that see, I've I think seen like pheasant that. mounts would be cool like that. <clears throat> Maybe a turkey if you could do it hanging off like yeah, a, I've a, seen a limb or something. But yeah. I don't, a deer. Mark, you have that fish that was all beat up. Oh yeah, big northern. Shop. This thing is frightening looking, I, <laughs> and he's—it's just—I don't know what was wrong. Did it dropped, or it was just old. It was just old. Yeah, it looked like somebody rolled it down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably might have. Yeah, all the fins <laughs> were smashed up, and <laughs> it actually—that was back in the day when you used to really stuff things. It's got like wood, wool, and plaster, and. All this mache uh, just mixed together in some slurry, and then they just pack the fish and <laughs> wrap the skin around it. And it, it looks tough. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm totally redoing it's, it. And 
strip the paint job, <laughs> take all the fins off, pop the eyes out. Uh, it was bad. At the Rock Island uh, Conservation <laughs> Club, there's this. Uh, this thing's had to be there for years. It's this big swordfish. Mm-hmm. That's why I said sword. 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 It's S W. Enunciate the W. So it's just giant swordfish. And it looks like I, I people are like, no, they caught that. All, all it looks like is somebody might have cut it out of wood and just painted it. Oh yeah, like yeah, it, it's that old. That every time I look at it, I go, man, that thing is just a painted piece of wood. There's no way. <laughs> well, marlin, whatever yeah. they call them. Yeah. Is, is that what the actual name of for marlin? Oh, uh, there's marlin. There's blue marlin. I think there's black marlin. And uh, he's a cool dude. Yeah, there's another <laughs> there's another one I can't think of right now. But yeah, there's a lot of different names for swordfish depending on the other what I know kind a, it is. Another taxidermist in the area, he has one on his wall that a customer never picked up after like 20 years. Oh man, and it doesn't like it looks like a wood cutout. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe has, it's not. But has the technology changed? I mean, you know, obviously you're not part of like a huge chain of things you know so you don't get like you know semi trucks a day full of stuff mm-hmm. i mean you know but but you know because most of this stuff looks so lifelike you know it's like you guys were talking about the soft mounts like what is the biggest change that taxidermy's seen in the past couple of years mm, past couple of years i would say well if past... you can do past year i mean or 10 years. Whatever, yeah. Whatever. Oh, has it been 10 it, years? It'd probably be more back, yeah, a little bit farther than that. Um, I started in 04, and when I started, there was already styrofoam mannequins for almost everything. So basically, I would say the biggest change would have been from going to wrapping your own bodies or using a wire frame to build an animal and then stuffing it with that cotton batting or wood wool to the styrofoam forms that they make nowadays. Didn't so they sculpting, use mache or something like that? Yeah, that's what that fish, was, like I said, was full of. Oh. They used a lot of mache to fill things and build stuff back up, build anatomy back up, because you can shape and sand and form. So mache. when you see like an old vintage <clears throat> whitetail mount that's like one of the old, old neck mounts, yeah. what typically would that be? A lot of times form? it's that stuff. It, it's oh, paper it mache. It's probably a paper mache uh, mold that somebody made uh-huh. you know they probably took a little plywood <laughs> or made something and then macheed around it in the shape of a deer form and then mounted That's the deer funny. on it. it's kind of neat to see people take old mounts apart because you're shocked about what's actually in there you never know what's going to be inside it could there. be yeah. money yeah. you never really yeah. think about it really it unless a million you dollars you never know. a million a million <laughs> well we might have talked about on the last podcast you were on that um hotel restaurant in davenport that uh tall old school oh, the lodge yeah, the lodge. Yeah, used to be oh, the yeah. old Jumers. Jumers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, inside it, there's all those old mounts. Yeah, they got a big polar bear in there and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I want all those old. No, like, that old polar bear, that was in. Uh, Holiday Inn. Holiday, Holiday Inn. Inn. Oh, so that guy bought one. it. Oh, really? Yeah, because they sold it, and this guy bought it and put it in his basement. And it looks pretty cool because he's got this movie theater down there, uh-huh. and there's just this giant bear. Oh, yeah. It was a big one. I remember that. Yeah, right. I remember that. It was by a fountain. Yeah. My mom would always take us swimming there because we could. And I think the humidity from the fountain, and then there was a swimming pool down not too far away from there, kind of messed it up. Because if (laughs) when I looked at it, the hair was kind of bad and falling out and stuff Uh, like that. Toes and stuff were cracking. And at the Cabela's up in Hoffman Estates, like they've got this just in the middle. I call it Mount Mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get it, MT. Shut up, Steve. So Clever. there's this um, there's this just this giant mountain, and they have this uh, moose that's standing in water, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I was always kind of curious about how they would get it to stand in the water. Like maybe they didn't I, – I don't know. How would you do that if you were going to mount something in a fountain? Well, like, that's it's, a tough question. Yeah, it would yeah, probably – Because uh, there's fish in there too. Uh, it would have to be probably plastic legs underneath the skin or fiberglass maybe, molded legs, the portion that was in the water. And then you could use like, uh, you know, some kind of sealer, uh, clear coat of some sort to spray the legs and the hair to like, you know, give it a hard plastic outer kind of, coating. Kind of preserve them a little it's, bit. Yes. Man. So, so they would mount the thing, you know, business as usual, and then the bottom part they would yeah, just... Yeah, the okay. bottom part that goes in the water, they would have to probably do some kind of plastic Like from the coating. last joint down, you could try and do something and... Yeah, whatever the depth of the water would be, where oh, it would man. come up the leg, I would make that bottom... Part plastic, probably. That would be tough. Fiberglass like or be, something. That'd be that'd be scary. Like, <clears throat> yeah. what if you put it in the first week? The oh yeah, just yeah. all the for all the fur falls yeah. off. Well, you know, you could do like <laughs> some type of fiberglass or PVC in yeah. the bottom joint of the leg, uh-huh. and then mount the animal, and then you'd have the hair on the outside. Well, then, what's that commercial where they? Use that spray sealer in your gutters. Oh, flex, flex oh, yeah, seal. Flex, yeah. flex seal. You know. Yeah, you yeah get some of that on it. Yeah. Someone could have hold a boat and test this to yeah. see if something in a can can save your yeah, life. Yeah, put a screen yeah. door as the bottom of your boat. Yeah, yeah call that's what it was. The new one that's got cannon holes in the bottom of the boat. It's the funniest, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which. they got a new flex seal truck now. Have you seen oh, that one? Oh, they do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say they had camo colored flex seal. Oh, that would be cool. They should make a spray paint that sprays. They do. They have like spray, yeah. They have like a camo spray paint. I was like, I was looking at it. I go, and my, I'm serious. My first thought was, oh, maybe they cut the little hole to like match the twigs and leaves. I go, wait a minute, stupid. That's not a thing that they can do. <laughs> that was my first thought. Was oh, they just cut the whole difference when we spray it. It shoots out like leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you turn it on the other side. You turn the other side. It's like grass. It's like fountain mist. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if you had something up. that would spray like a like real tree camo pattern? You could just psst, and it would just cool. lay the pattern out. Or if you're Steve Mossy Oak, there's your yeah million dollar invention. There you, you know, go. I need, to get out, I need to call Bill. If Jordan you can up. think of that, then <laughs> uh, here's now. I know. And I've always been curious about this because obviously, like you know, when when, when you mount a deer, like I was always wondering how the like fur didn't fall out. Yeah, though that's the tanning process that keeps it sets the hair. So you so, you don't put it in a tanning bed. No, no, not that <laughs> kind of yeah, di- different kind of tan. Yeah, you set it out in no. a chair in your backyard and let it sunbathe for yeah. a little. Oh, while it's reading a book, and <laughs> yeah. make sure you put SPF forty on it. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get it burnt. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a whole process. Salt will set the hair, and. Uh, um, tanning oils, but basically you got to put it in pickle. a pickle solution. Yep, and uh, that'll have some sort of acid in it, and the acid takes the fat and all the bad stuff out of the skin. Really, and then yeah, breaks it down to where it's just the the type of leather that you want. So um, what you're saying is, if I want to get skinny and have good skin, take yeah, a lot of acid. Jump in it. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it take here acid, first. Yep. <laughs> jump in a formic acid pickle, and you'll be skinny in no time. <laughs> Remember that bottle I brought to you, Might Marco? Be browner that, uh, and stiff. <laughs> <laughs> that my uh, McKenzie tan oil. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's something you would do instead of the after the pickle. Right? Yeah, I yep. right. basically, yep. You put it in the pickle, and what the pickle does is it actually preserves it, just like canning. You know, people pickle stuff. You mm-hmm. know, well, the pickle actually preserves the skin and keeps the hair from falling out. It plumps up the skin, makes it thicker and firmer, so you can flesh it with a knife or a machine and get it thinner, so you can get your detail in because you want the skin real thin. And then, um, 
after you're done fleshing it and getting the skin to the thickness you like, <clears throat> then you neutralize it with baking soda and water and salt. And that takes the acid out of the hide and makes it limp and neutral then. And then you salt it, let it drip for a couple, two, three, four mm-hmm. hours to get some of the moisture out of it. Then you rub tanning oil on it and that salt and everything, the hide as it dries out, sucks in that tanning oil. It's a sulfonated tanning oil, which it's got some kind of, uh, what's the name? Uh, some type of sulfur. In the actual the tanning world. process you to lost, me because I'm new is super intimidating. You can yeah. see why. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say you lost me at hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was at, <laughs> yeah. I was just nodding. I'm like, if it, when he stops talking, just pretend like. That's you know, yeah, right. Like, Nod your head. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm, I'm glad I found weird. Mart for uh, to apprentice under because, like other people, I'd be like, okay, what again? Like go over that again. Yeah. It's like Mark's just kind of like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll show you. Like doesn't is super laid back. Yeah. Whereas most people are like, come on, kid. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Look for the second half to this for 11 through 20. Thanks. You'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.